What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of We Need to Talk. I'm your host, Melinda, and I'm joined by my co-host, Carmel. Hello, everybody. And today in studio, a very dear friend of mine who I just realized I have not actually physically seen in nine years. Wow. I know, so you're like, how is she a very good friend? We literally, <laughs> we literally talk every day. Like, no joke, we talk every day, but I have not seen this woman in nine years. But joining us today is my very good friend. She is an urban agriculture advocate. She's also a singer, incredible vocalist. And she is the host of Kinda Hippie, Kinda Hood podcast, my dear friend, Siri Hearth. Hello. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Of yeah. course, thanks for joining us. How was everyone's weekend? It was good. Yeah? It was good. Started off with the Joker. I had to go see that. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was intense. People were, it's there's been so many intense. like mixed messages on like how people have received it. I loved it. It was very, it was very, I shouldn't say realistic, but it made sense. I can't wait to see it. I'm behind the times, you guys. I haven't been to the theater since like Twilight. Like, wow. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> Back wow. up a second. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> she said Twilight. <laughs> Not even like Breaking Dawn, but like, like yeah, I mean, Twilight. she said Twilight. Not even. Yeah, you didn't even finish the series. She, she could have just said Titanic. Right. I ain't been in a movie since when did ET come out. I'm like, my Whoa. bad. <laughs> wow! But do you rent at home? Or are you a Netflix I do. person? Netflix Hulu? and Hulu. So like, I okay. usually wait for it to come out. Watch it at home. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Sure. But that's funny. Some that movies, was like. I feel like some movies you have to see in the theater. Absolutely. Sure. There's absolutely. A, a sense of feel of it. Black but Panther. I don't think Twilight yes. was one of those. Did no. you see Black Panther? Girl, no. I watched it at home. <laughs> no, I really missed didn't. the mark for sure. I got cute at home. I got cute see, at okay, home. Okay. So there's this rule that I have. If you're not going to go to the theater, that's fine. But there's certain movies you have to one support. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, Black Panther two. You better be in that theater. I'll yes. go. Okay, have to. you have to contribute because we got to get those numbers up. I mean, yeah, I paid for it four times. Me too. Amazing. I did. So I did two regular. Then I did one three. Then I did the four D one. Four D. Yeah, the four D one had the seats move and like when they're like okay. flying and stuff, it okay. moves with you. They spray you with water. They spray you with air. They have like different scents. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Theaters weren't doing that it's when I was going whole to, experience. to see Twilight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't Twilight. know if I want like, water hitting me like it's fake blood. That would be kind of weird. That's what it Twilight. was. Yeah. Oh, no. the, oh, that's true. That's funny. Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. No vampire 4D. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. I'm going to go ahead and, and say that. Um, well, today, what I want to talk about is something <laughs> that I've been uh, recently, for some reason in 2019, attacked very much so on social hmm. media for. And I want to talk about interracial relationships. Okay. okay. Now, all three of us have been in interracial relationships mm-hmm. or are in interracial relationships. Sure. And I find it so surprising that still in 2019, it is an issue for people. Mm. I'm like, when are we going to get past this? And what a lot of the things that I've actually received have been um, animosity from black men specifically, um, which was also surprising, but basically saying that my blackness is negated by the fact that I'm married to a white man. Sure. And so any of the like social justice fighting that I'm doing or anything that I'm standing for really doesn't count because I'm quote unquote sleeping with the enemy. Right. You know, <clears throat> it, it, it's, my question is what do we need to do to push past it? Mm-hmm. Because it is an ongoing problem. Yeah. And I think since the institutionalization of slavery in general, um, slave masters sleeping with their slaves yeah. and having children, you know, it completely changed the narrative on on interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. And I, I I too have had the same the same challenges as you have, and it's mostly come from the black community. Mm. And um, 
I, I find black women, and maybe it's because I'm a black woman, so it's my personal experience. Right. Um, but my black men friends or um, my white women friends who date black men, I don't hear as much pushback yeah. from them on, on other people's perspectives. Same. You know, Same. and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I don't even know how to understand it, to be honest. Do you, Carmel, have you received any animosity on your end when you dated interracially? Yes, definitely. I've been in a couple of restaurants. I'll never forget a restaurant and three black women walked in and gave the date I was with like 35,000 level of evil eye. It was mm. so heavy. I didn't see it because like I was, I was eating, but then I looked up and it kind of looked, looked away and I looked at her and it was, you could just see whatever they sent was just all over her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And then I put two and two together. And I was like, Oh, we're still doing that. Like, yeah. For mm-hmm. real. Like still. And I, I was still, what I feel like it, a lot of it is, is, like an entitlement, like there's like ownership. So like, I know I've seen white men look at me, if I'm a white woman, I know black women look at a white woman, like that's mine or that's mm. ours. Mm-hmm. And oh, you got one. Oh, so it's almost like they lost one. I'm like, it's really, it's really not that. Right. Um, but I think that's what a lot of it feels like. Mm-hmm. Like that, you you got one of ours. So yeah, I felt it. Yeah, it was it was pretty recent. So it's kind of it's kind of upsetting still. Do you feel? I mean, again, we're black women, so mm-hmm. these are our experiences. But I do feel like black women get it more than black men, at least from mm. what I've seen. Yeah, like I feel like it's more of a common thing for a black man to be with a white woman and it'd be a little bit more socially acceptable than for a white woman to be with a white. I mean, a black woman to be with a white man for some reason. I think that's because, well, it's it's almost like a. Uh, badge of honor, I guess, for a black man to get a white mm. woman, mm. right? <laughs> so then, for a black woman to like go with a white man, you're like, why would you do that? It's almost like you you chose the lesser of the two. So look, I want to go into that a little yes. because there was a black man that I dated uh, a little before I uh, met John. I was with him about a year and a half, and one of the things he said to me, he's like, oh, you know, when you, you know, if you're a black man and you get on top, like first thing you want to get is a white woman, and I was so offended by that, mm. and I was like, so what are we doing? Right. You know, so basically you're saying you're not successful. You're not on top because Mm -hmm. you're with me. Mm -hmm. So why do you think that that mindset is there? I don't know why. And I've read this before in books and I've, um, I always bring up the ISIS papers, uh, several times. And Mm -hmm. and Dr. Francis Chris Walken mentions this in, in the, in the book about how it's kind of, again, drawn back to slavery and like, it's like a black man to have risen out of slavery and to get the ultimate prize of the white man, which would be the white woman, mm-hmm. shows like I've accomplished the ultimate goal. So it's like I a form I, of equality almost? I guess. I mean, I don't care. It doesn't make yeah, any sense to right. me. It's it's, right. it's super. I've never thought that. Right. Never right, thought right, right, that. Right. I've heard the opposite where when I date white men, my husband's white, um, it's, well, what does he have to gain? So mm. you know it must be pure love because in the eyes of the white person, they've got nothing to gain from the black person. That's interesting. Very. And I hadn't even thought of it until I, somebody until said you just to me. Said it, right. I've never heard that <laughs> before. Well, like, well, he's got all kinds of stuff to gain, actually. But, right. You know? Right. Well, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think for, for black women, when you're with white men, a lot of people are like, oh, she's trying to get privilege and power. She's right. trying to you know not be viewed as a certain way in society. And it's like, I promise you that's not it. Absolutely I just not. happened. I didn't even like my husband when I met him. Okay. <laughs> So like it, there was, I was not like setting my sights on being with a white man. I've dated all kinds of races. Sure. This just happens to be the one that even after he insulted me and I did not like him, I just happened to get engaged to him and married to him for the last eight years. It just worked <laughs> out that way. I'm just Same. letting y'all know, okay? Um, so I, I, yeah, I find it interesting that people tend to think that. But I do want to go back to because we always gotta go back to slavery because that's when all this stuff <laughs> starts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you, we feel like, I mean, I get that a lot of people think like, why would you be with, you know, the race that oppressed you? Right. Why would you be with the race that views you as this? And it's like, we can't on one hand say we as black people, not all black people are like this, but then we can't say that about white people, you know, because right. there are good white people, yeah. obviously. For mm-hmm. sure. We both married one. You've dated them. You're dating mm-hmm. one, you know, so why do we continue to have that kind of mindset? Lack of healing. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I really real. think it, it, it stems from being able to heal and educate ourselves and the people we love and know um, to understand where something started and where it is now and how not to perpetuate the BS, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? I think we I really get the, the, the slavery not in and of itself needs to be untied and, mm-hmm. and, and let things flow through. We understand it happened. We understand. But prior to that, our cultures and ethnicity and groups were all intermingling exactly, way yeah. before slavery. Yeah, way before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was right. all gravy before right. that happened. It was yeah. fine. I mean, I, the, the Moors came through you know, yep. Spain and Italy and yes. Northern Africa. We, yeah, we've yeah, been, yeah, we've yeah. Been, the whole thing was fine until yep. slavery. Mm-hmm. So I, I hate that we use slavery as this this thing that like, it's almost a yoke around our necks to stop yeah. us from doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people say, well, how, no one can understand the black man struggle like a black woman. Okay, but there's also other ethnic groups who've had their own struggles that we can still relate and have some kind of common ground, whether sure. it's Arabs or uh, Asians or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I don't honestly care sometimes. Like I just, I just hung out with this person. There's a connection. I like them. They like me. And then not all black people are for me. Right. So like, why do I have to always just assume that I have to be with someone who's black because I'm black? Because mm. there's a lot of black folks who aren't with our struggle. Right. There's just a level of like, what do we want? Mm-hmm. You know, um, we, we want to be treated as equals. We want to be on the same, you know, playing field. But then when it comes to these relationships, it's like there's a certain part that's not allowed. Mm-hmm. It just has never really made sense to me. Like, what do we want? we got to make a decision, you know? Yeah, people think in order to be equal, you have to be silent mm-hmm. in a way. You know, mm-hmm. and you can't talk about the actual pain and the things that have gotten you to feel how you feel mm-hmm. and in your life experience. So um, allowing a forum for the conversation to happen it is very important, but also it gets exhausting having the conversation over and Always. over because yes. it's like, why aren't you all doing your work and right. asking one another what you've done to right. contribute right. to where we are in society? Absolutely, you know. And I think I think I read an article not too long ago, but kind of showed where we as a human race are going to be in the United States and how mixed everybody is going to be, mm-hmm. like the just the aesthetic of humans mm-hmm. in like twenty. I think even 2030, it was, it, it was as soon as it was going to be that everybody's going to have a shade of brown almost sure. in their skin. And I don't know why that's, I mean, that scares white people so much. <laughs> it really does. It's like, but you're always trying to get a tan anyway, so I'm not <laughs> really understanding why this it's is bothering It's way easier to get it this way. Just, yeah. Well, I think it's it's the fear of actually acknowledging the BS. You know what I mean? Well, like they don't want to, yeah. Yeah, if, if everybody's brown, then then... What has all the other stuff been for? For sure, and and they <laughs> and they definitely don't want to experience those struggles or acknowledge some of them. You that know, is right. a very very true statement. Mm-hmm. Well, because nobody wants to have guilt. Yeah, at all. Yeah, that's what it's it hard to address. To. It yeah. really is. That's it doing is. some deep personal work to mm-hmm. acknowledge your stuff. Right. Absolutely. But I think so. I would say the benefit of interracial relationships, at least in my experience, I think learning about somebody else's culture and being exposed to somebody else's race is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I think the, and we've talked about this several times in the podcast, the more you're surrounded by people that aren't like you, the sooner we will actually get to some sort of peace and harmony, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. when people are so afraid and everybody, you know, whites stay together, blacks stay together, the more segregated we are, the worse off we are, honestly. 
And I think it's hilarious that we have a lot of <clears throat> families and gr- groups that have migrated to America and then segregate themselves. Right. It's like, you're going to come here and then, no, I can only be with my people. Right. Why don't you just stay where you're from? Right. Or like black folks, like, you know, you can only stay with black people. Like, where none of us are trying to go back to Africa. Right. right. We're in a country where it's a humongous melting pot, of more so than any other country. And I, I like the term intercultural dating than mm. interracial. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. because that, that's really what it is. Like, because mm-hmm. what's, what's, what's really the black race? There's right. so much. Right. Whether you're Caribbean. Right. Whether you're from Alabama or you're from mm-hmm. Nigeria. There's so much of us that's not just black. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really more of an intercultural relationship. And I think the more we do that, honestly, it's, it, these things will start to go away. Mm-hmm. The problem is people want to hold on these ideas and these moralities and these beliefs that we're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, the generalization that we're all the same. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. like <laughs> yes. that it, it's, I'm vegetarian and that's not popular, uh, in the opinion of most black people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm vegan, so, so I'm right, even so one get more it. than you. So yeah. I'm really, I mean, yeah. if I could shake yeah. butter, that's where we would be. And so yeah. like, <laughs> you know, so right. like right. even that, like that yeah. contributes to how relationships go as well. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's so funny where I'm going to digress a little bit, but I, um, I saw a comment on Instagram basically was like, why are we worrying about, you know, climate change and, and, and global warming and veganism and everything? That's a white people thing. And I was like, oh, don't we all live here? Yikes. Like, <laughs> right. Yes, that's, that's what I said. I was like, Yikes. don't we all live here? Mm-hmm. We're now, all breathing the wow. same air. Yeah. We all are on this earth. Like, I don't know. Do like you think white people It's thing? their thing to fix because they, they run the world? Is that, is that I don't know. Like I don't know. But see, I think of it more like... Black people aren't involved in those areas. In those conversations. That people don't think yes. black people are involved in those right. conversations. Yeah. Right. And so then they say it's a black people thing. I can't tell you how many times I've invited my black friends to beach cleanups mm. or yoga retreats. Mm. And they're like, I don't know why you do this white people stuff. I don't, because my well being is wonderful for having yes. participated in yoga. Yeah. And it's not a white people thing. Yeah. Let's do some history yeah. on the practice. Yes. So it's, it's. Yoga definitely in a white people thing. brown as hell. <laughs> so like, if, if. I think in our culture as well, it's us doing it to ourselves, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So how do we get past that? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> how do mm-hmm. we get past that as a people? Black Individual culture? Work. Yes. It's, like it's, with just having th- this, these wrong ideals, I guess, yeah. of, of what is black, what is white. Like, do I you think know, it's our, our, our parent, our lineage, our, our ancestors, how it's been passed down, uh, to us, what our you know our parents' ideals were. I don't know. I, that's a good. question. I think a lot of it is you know the kind of this. Yeah, it's part of what's that this passed down to us, and the, our culture is this, and this is what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, we're hip hop, we're basketball, we're jazz, right. we're whatever. But then, like, even having starting a, a coffee business and done some history and learning that coffee started in Ethiopia, right? Mm. And I had so many people tell me, "Black people drink coffee." I'm like. We started it. We invented this thing. Right. But then wow. we we don't now hold on to that culture. It's kind of was taken from us. So, not, so that's a thing I'm trying to do is bring back some of the things we don't understand mm-hmm. that we actually started. Right. So a lot of it's just exposure. Mm-hmm. Just like I expose my kids to classical music every single day. Yeah. Every, every day. Every day Good we listen you. to classical music. Good every day, my guy. Them, right? Yes, Every absolutely. day I teach them about the composer, even the, the, the company that's playing the music you know, Baroque versus this, so yes. they can hear it and understand it. And now you hear them mention, oh, that's Camille Saint-Saëns, and that's, that's such and such. And like, oh, yes. okay, they're picking you it up. Teach. Right? You teach. It's just exposure. So mm-hmm. the more we get them involved, I think they start realizing 
it's not about this. It's a black thing. It's a yeah. me thing, and I'm black. Right. Amen. Right. You gotta preach. I'm trying. This <laughs> right. So, Siri, in your experience, <laughs> yeah. what has been the hardest thing about being in an interracial relationship? You know, I used to think it was outward, outside opinions and yeah. what people had to say. But the longer I'm married, the longer we're in our relationship, the more I unpack our own personal things that we've been taught mm. to believe and how it contributes to our everyday life. And so, honestly, making sure that my mate and I have open dialogue. If he says something, I'm like, you cannot say that. We need to have a conversation and be able to say, you cannot say that. Right. And mm-hmm. here's why. And and actually educate one another. And I'm still learning too because I'll say something. He's like, mm-hmm. Siri, you can't say our that. son is, and so you can't say that. Right, you know? right, <laughs> so right, right, like, right. I'm right. still learning too. Right. But I think that's it for me is is staying even keel with my partner mm-hmm. and making sure that, that we're kosher because we have massively different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And I come from a very mixed race family mm-hmm. and he comes from an all white family. Mm-hmm. And we grew up in the same town mm-hmm. and had way different life experiences. So it's really unpacking those things. How did we grow up in the same community with schools down the street from each other with a ton of the same friends and have massively different right. lives, you know? And in raising your your son, how has, you know, being a black woman and having a white father, how has that impacted him? Like, what do you teach him? Um, it's It's interesting. When we lived, we moved from Long Beach to the Valley. Um, in May and we lived in a very diverse community. You, you could see a plethora of people. That's what I loved about Long Beach. Mm -hmm. And when we moved to the Valley, it changed. Mm -hmm. It's very much changed. And I didn't think our son would notice, but he noticed. Oh, really? Yes. And what he, what I found him saying was, Oh, he looks like us or that kid, you know, he has curly hair like I do. Mm. And he would, he would notice those things where when in Long Beach, he never mentioned anything. Mm, yeah. He never mentioned that Patrick and I look different than one another. He never mentioned that he looked different than us. And so, you know, we just kind of address it like, yeah, everybody's different. Yeah. Here's why. Yeah. Here's why you look like this. You know, here's hmm. what we do. He, he's, he's so easy breezy. And so I think it's maybe his age where everything is kind of like a sponge and he's inquisitive. Yeah. So he's open to oh, learning more. He's seven. Okay. Yeah. He's and seven. your kids are interracial. Mm-hmm. How have you raised them as far as like embracing and knowing what both sides of their lineage are? I think a lot of it was <clears throat> actually getting them more exposed to white culture. Right. Because black culture is, is very dominant. Mm-hmm. You can see it and mm. feel it. Right. But then I had them ask me, well, what's white culture? Like, what's, what, what, what are we supposed to celebrate? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, your mom's part French and she's part German, you know, so here's what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And then getting to, under, to celebrate and me celebrating it. Because I think a lot of black folks also feel like it's weird if we celebrate white culture. Right. I don't know. I don't know why. Like we like their food, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like their wine. Well, I think it's cars. because like, like you just hit it on, and I'm gonna let you finish. Sorry, but mm-hmm. when you're saying French and German, that to me is different than American white culture. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't oh, yeah. even consi- yeah, yeah. I don't even think of that as white culture because it goes international for yes. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. So yeah, keep going. But that's that's why I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so then and then also showing them that distinction of what's different between America and Europe. Yeah. What's, why is this white and why is that not white? It, mm-hmm. it is all white, and that's again it's. it's a lot of this comes from, you know, a whole nother topic we can get into about segregating <laughs> white and black. Yeah. But like it's celebrating things and, and them seeing me do it. Right. And then teaching them more about again, what is black history, what's black culture. It's not just, you know, um it's not just hip hop and basketball. You know, it's Kemet. It's like, you know, um 
Alexander Dumas and 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 mm-hmm. things that they didn't people think were black people did these things. Right. Yeah. Like these things are black as well. Um, remember we were in a uh, a shop in City of Orange, and there's it's an antique shop, and there's a <clears throat> statue of Isis. My daughter said, "Oh, there's Osset." And a guy noticed that she said Osset instead of Isis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how do you know about that? And I explained to them, I talked to them about Kemet over a summer <clears throat> and the original names of all these goddess and all that. And he was sure. so enamored that we mm-hmm. know that. Mm-hmm. And the, my daughters now don't it's know important, it. It's important. It's very important. Yeah. And they don't know it any other way. Mm-hmm. But that's on me to do that. Yeah. I think parents have to take that responsibility. And they're definitely not going to learn it in school. Not right. at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> right. So that's on us. And it just, again, the exposure, learning to celebrate it and not be afraid of it. Because I know a lot of black folks would be like, oh, I'm not teaching nothing about white folks. Right, yeah. right. Like, why? Not acknowledging well, it makes know, it right. disappear. Exactly. Right, you know? but yeah. I will, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of be devil's advocate here for a little bit. I think the reason being is because white culture actually is kind of what rules everything in this mm-hmm. country. So black people may feel that you don't need to teach them a white culture because that's kind of what we have to act. Uh, get acclimated to anyways it's the benchmark for everything here Mm -hmm. you know and even though yes black culture does influence a lot of things as well because white people appropriate it and that's also another conversation that we would have on a different (laughs) podcast (laughs) but i think that that's probably why and because i would be more inclined when i when we you know have our child in the spring to to make sure that they feel confident in their black culture because they're going to see white culture in their schools, you know, in, in everything that they see in stores and everything. So I think that that's why. I mean, at least from, from my perspective. No, mm-hmm. I get that. And mm-hmm. so I, I guess me teaching them about it shows that I'm not scared of it. Right. It doesn't bother me. I like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's you know, a good way to look so at it. And you've it. done the work. Right, I've done the work. Exactly. For sure. So when they see me acting a certain way, they won't be that. So that's the right. only way we're going to be able to change the the conscious, the global yep. conscious of that, because it's not going to happen when people are 67 years old. That's no, not going to happen. Yeah. Our kids mm-hmm. can start that change. So I have to get them to start thinking that that that's their reflex mm-hmm. is not to be scared or I have to think twice about something. And I actually have them ask questions in school, like yeah. challenge their teachers about what that really means, what this really means, because they're not going to do that unless, again, it starts at home. Lead by example. Yeah, for sure. Yep. 100%. And especially in schools, I mean, there's always going to be a lack of information that's shared. And like we've talked about this before, but even like in Texas, when they're trying to admit like what actually happened. Right. Did you see those books? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how are you going to say that these were unpaid workers? Right. Are we really right. trying to rewrite yes. history like that? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I, I, they think they can because they can, they mm-hmm. have. And that's right. you know, exactly, it, it's, it's exactly it's a cycle. But that's that level of guilt that I was talking about. <laughs> they're like, okay, well let's just change this. So we don't have to seem as bad as yeah. we actually were. Sure. And it's like, sure. No, no, it was it as was bad terrible. as, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it was. And that's another thing I've, d- I've done with my son, who's now an adult is to show them how bad it really was. Yeah. So I had him watch all the Hidden Color videos. Mm. Oh, wow. And, uh, Tariq, right? Yeah. Tariq mm-hmm. and Sheen. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, like, you couldn't take it. He had yeah. to stop a couple of them. He says, okay, take a break, but finish them. Mm-hmm. Because this is the stuff you're going to have to deal with as a black man. And um, as he's grown up, and he's, he's a lot darker now. I tell him, I tell him he's got his spots now. Um, <laughs> he's almost stripes. my color. He's got his I stripes. Love it. Right? I love it. Um, I love it. He looks very black. Yeah. He's got mm-hmm. this... Not the dreads, but he has this kind of weird hairstyle going. He's tall. I mean, it's bro. When you walk outside, that's that's what people see. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have to right. be prepared for their reaction. And, right. and a lot of it comes. When you see that, it's from this. So he's now like, okay, I get it now. Like Before, he would just walk around Orange County like no big deal. Right. You know, the 6'4 looking black dude, think he's thinking he's white, which is really funny. Because he's around his mom and his grandma who are white. And then he looks in the mirror and says, oh, damn. Like, right. <laughs> that's what I look like. So... I also feel like 
some people, when they look at black folks who are not scared, they almost feel like we're like disconnecting ourselves from black people, which is not the case. And mm. I think I think you get that sometimes. You did you married a white man? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm 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 not connected with my race anymore. I'm like, no, right. I'm, I think I'm more so. Absolutely. I think I'm more connected to my race Absolutely. and our struggle and what we're doing. Because I'm more aware. That's I'm for more sure. Aware. Oh, yeah. I am more Child, aware. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like, I don't yes. have to be wearing a daishiki all the time and marry sure. a black woman to sure. understand what we're going through. Like, it doesn't bother me, you know? Mm-hmm. I've, I will say I feel like I've definitely, not that I was ever anti-black, obviously, <laughs> but I've definitely become more pro-black being married to John mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. I ever have in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I do see the difference in how he's treated for certain things and then how I'm treated. Absolutely. And I'm like, um, excuse me. Like, for example, our, our company that we run, which I say we loosely because it really is me. I love him. Bless his heart. <laughs> but, um, you know, we'll do showcases for clients. And, you know, they'll start talking to John. And he's a lawyer. He's like, oh, so, you know, you, 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 you run on the company. And he'll, he'll be the first to be like, no. Like, it's her, mm-hmm. you know. And, but it's just that assumption that because he's the white male, he has the JD law degree. Right. That right. I'm not the one that's running everything. It's right. like, no, I actually am the boss. I'm in charge of all of these people. I make sure they get paid. I'm the one that books them. I'm the one that's doing your contract and all right. that stuff. And it's just crazy. And so it's it's made me be definitely an advocate, you know, for black people, for black business owners. That's why you're famous in my circle. Carmel, <laughs> everybody knows about Black Brew. <laughs> Go get some coffee. Yes, but yes. I think that's important. I think it's very important. So that's I mean, for me that's uplifting black culture i don't want to mm-hmm. say over white culture but just uplifting black culture is a very important you're part. making it more the norm i think right yes. even yes, in yes, films yes. we're starting to see now um whether it's tyler perry having his own studio mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. jordan peels and ava duvernay's yeah, like yeah, yeah. putting more faces out there right. in normal situations like it didn't always have to be a black situation or a mm-hmm. black um type movie mm-hmm. it's just a movie you just bring a, up a great point yes you do yes, because yes. You know, if you look back in the history of movies portraying interracial couples, it was always stuff like uh, "Guess Who's Coming for Dinner" mm-hmm. and like completely jungle surrounded fever. jungle yes. fever, all <laughs> jungle fever, all around stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Not that those aren't some of them aren't legit, but it's like all based around the falseness of things. It's right. very yes. different. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And yeah, we're definitely seeing more interracial relationships in TV and film. Mm-hmm. And do you think it's because it's more common in society now? Is it more common or is it just people are more exposed? You know what I mean? We have social media, more ways to see how people are living their lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, my family is very, very mixed race. Mm-hmm. And so that's all I've known. You know, What is your is, family comprised of? Uh, mostly black and white. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, my entire family. My, my grandmother had a white husband. Like, long, long line of interracial relationships. So I wonder, you know, if it's just that we're seeing it more so we see it more i think i think i know one reason why we're seeing it more is because it's controversial yeah so i know well, yeah, it definitely true. brings eyes to mm-hmm. it but i think also they're more comfortable with that controversy now because we're seeing it more because we see it on social media um we're seeing like celebrities who are now um who can't hide their interracial relationship right. like back in the day you didn't know if yeah. a singer and a singer or white and black were dating um but now it's but it's kim and kanye and you know mm-hmm whoever Travis Scott is dating today. But, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's fine now. We see it, and it's okay, and it's it's almost celebrated. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my family is very diverse. My mom's, uh, my stepdad is is Mexican. My brother's wife is Honduran. And my kid's mom is, is like I said, white. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, in my family, all the kids have seen this. And it's right. like, it's not it's not a big deal to see someone else coming in the family. I think it would also be a big deal if I brought a black woman home. 
Yeah. Which right. Which is kind of interesting now. Yeah. 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 That's, that's crazy. That you, that I actually think, think that would have so. been a bigger shock to, to mine. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Not for not having been interested in black men, but just for the the men I dated who were willing or interested in committing mm-hmm. were usually white men. White men. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely dated more white guys than any other race. Yeah. I It was mixed for sure. But mm-hmm. also, like, you have to look at your upbringing. Like, I grew up in Santa Barbara. And so, like, at first my dad would have an issue with me dating white guys. I'm like, where did you <laughs> raise us? But where's like, the where, where did right? you plant your roots? <laughs> exactly. Please, take me and find me a black man in this city because I will try it out and right. see how it goes. But right now, there is no picking. So this is what you're going to have to do it. So that always made me laugh because I'm like, we are literally in the lilliest white town mm-hmm. on the coast of California, right. and you're upset that I'm bringing home a white guy. What? <laughs> I, yeah. What do you want me to do? I For never sure. understand that. I've seen <laughs> that. Sure. With, and I'm, so I mentioned that earlier. I've seen that with so many families. Like yeah. you came to this country, and then you're like, you're trying to still be stuck in your own environment. Right. Like one yeah. percent of the of the population yeah. is that thing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like I, I don't get it. Yeah. But overall, how would you feel your experiences dating interracially have been and being married interracially? Great. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly don't really look at the race. Right. I, I think you just look at the person. I look at the person, mm-hmm. um, whether they've been black or Asian or, or white or whatever. I don't, I've never even thought about it until maybe the third or fourth date. I even bring it up. Like, what mm-hmm. do you mix with? What, what's your background? What's your right. ethnicity? I think people see us and they automatically know, okay, you're black. But I'm like, I've, I've never thought twice about it. And mm-hmm. I think um, most of my friends and family have always been have never brought it up mm-hmm. um so it's been fine for me again the situation even my kid's mom when we were married like you know from time to time we would have issues with people on the outside right mm-hmm. that we didn't know i remember a time she went to carl's jr with the kids once and some old white guy said you know what are you doing with those nigger babies mm. and she called me hysterical mm. and crying that I told me what happened. I immediately jumped in the car, drove over there. Um, the kids were fine. Right. They were in the car, just like, you know, eating it fries. Just the emotional whatever. impact. Right. Yeah. And so she was like shaken and I'm like, okay, well that's one. That's one. Mm-hmm. That's, this has been my whole life. Right. Right. So like, just get ready for it. Mm-hmm. And as the kids got older and got darker and she <laughs> went to school and thought she, they thought she was a nanny and oh, I where's get the your nanny. mom at? All that yeah, stuff. The nanny. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I said, just, this is part of, what it's going to be. So just setting a standard for her mm-hmm. and ex- expectation that this is what's going to happen. And again, not being so like stressed about it. Like I remember I would tell her, we're probably going to be sitting in the back of the restaurant when we go to this one spot. We actually say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And over time she started realizing, hey, we are in the back. And I was mm. just laughing. Like, yeah, it's like no big deal, mm-hmm. whatever. And we just have, have fun you with it. You just go with it. Just go yeah. with the flow. Yeah. So it's just setting a, you know, an expectation about it. It helps a lot. Um, but I've never had really any bad issues with anyone's. I'm actually surprised that she would get uh, mistaken for the nanny because I don't, I would think that they would just think like she adopted the she kids. Adopted them, yeah. Because it's always, I mean, always. Anytime I'm with my godchildren who are white, because my best friend growing up was white, because again I grew up in Santa Barbara. <laughs> um, uh, anytime I'm with them, you know, they uh, would assume that I'm the nanny, mm-hmm. and 
I got to start clapping back one of these days and be like, if I were Same. white, would you have asked me that? Mm. Same. Because I don't mm. think they would have. Yeah. You That's know? the season I'm getting into is the <laughs> clap back age. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Where I have yes. a lot more to say about it when people say things yeah. like that. You because know? You, it's happened with you with your a son. Lot. He's a lot. And I'm, I'm originally from Iowa. And so. Ooh, okay. Right. Yeah. And so. Wow. <laughs> so I, I, we got nothing there. Yes. Nothing. No, no backlash, no commentary, nothing. And then when we moved back to Los Angeles, that's when people, oh, are you the nanny? Oh, he looks just like his dad. What's his mom? Nope, I'm his mom. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And from all communities. I, I, it's not just from white women or black men or any. It's it's across the board I've gotten feedback on uh, on our family dynamic. Wow. Yeah. People Quite are interesting. very bold. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and mm-hmm. I think sometimes if I were so bold, you know, <laughs> if I were so bold to comment on somebody's physicality and mm-hmm. their family dynamic, mm-hmm. like what would the response be from someone, you know, f- from someone whose culture is known for being too loud or too right. whatever, you right. know? And that's yeah. the thing. And again, this is a whole other podcast, <laughs> but we always have to kind of um, maintain our reactions yeah. a bit mm-hmm. because we don't want people to put us into that stereotype. Right. Yeah. And, and think we are the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. But like, if you were on this other side and you always had to hear the crap that you just said to me, you would be angry too. Right, mm-hmm. right, you know? right. I mean, I can't even imagine. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, when we have our kid, I'm like fully expecting <laughs> to get the nanny comment. And, but I will clap back because yeah. I've already reached As my limit. Should. Yeah, absolutely. I've already reached my <laughs> limit. So let me ask you this. Yeah. We don't really see this issue in interracial relationships in the gay community. Mm. At least I don't feel it. I haven't seen it or heard it as as intense as it is. That's interesting. Um, I think they have their own set of problems. Sure. But, um, and we're actually going to be having, this is one of the topics we're going to have coming up, just racism in the uh, LGBTQ community. But Mm -hmm. I don't think it is because there's so many races fighting for the same common goal with other issues. And I don't think that they're really focusing on that. I think from like outside, even like heterosexual people, white, whatever, don't look at a gay man, black and white. Because they're, they're more worried about the fact that they're gay. Correct. And they are. So so weird. Okay. The gay shade is allowing me to look at, this be okay with it. Mm-hmm. That's it's a gay, so shade. gay shade. It's gay shade. <laughs> it's stupid. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's okay because they're both gay. They're both two guys. Right. Yeah. Right. Because they already think that they're quote unquote going to hell. So they're like, you're just going to go to hell twice. <laughs> well, but do you think that's what it's about though? The ability to procreate and then Ooh. change the face of society. Maybe they don't care mm. because that's not that's, a direct. There's nothing that can come from that. Yeah. That's a yeah. very good point because I think the whole issue that people have with lineage. It, yes lineage and preserving a race mm-hmm. you know family wh- name people that think kind you know the aryan race is the pure race or black people are like no you got to keep the black race you know we're going to become an endangered species soon type stuff mm-hmm. um that's interesting mm. you know maybe they think okay. of it from a, from a procreation standpoint that's a very good point that makes sense oh i gotta ask i gotta talk to someone i know i got friends i gotta ask. i got a question right. <laughs> that's i had never considered that mm-hmm that's a very, very valid point. But you're right. Mm. It, they really don't have to face the same issues. Mm-mm. Or maybe we're just not aware of it because that's not our, our daily struggle. I right. guess so. You know? I, I've never heard it mentioned. That's No, I haven't so, either. I mean, know. there's definitely, like I said, there's racism within the LGBT community mm-hmm. and there's homophobia in the black community, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But as far as interracial goes, no. Yeah. I haven't heard that. If you all have heard it listening, please let us know because we'd be curious 
curious to know about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then like interracial relationship outside of America. Like I don't know much about that either. Same. Okay. I, I would either. say in our experience in Europe, it's always been fine. Hmm. And everyone mm-hmm. I know that has that lives in Europe or has gone to Europe, they've never had an issue. And it's just way more accepted. It's just not. I mean, also, they don't just don't have the same history that we right. do, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different. Um, I do think that America's views of black people in general probably have spread to other continents, but not as not as badly as it is here, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why. But yeah, I've we've every time we've traveled internationally, never had an issue whatsoever. Hmm. I don't know why it is, but. I think I, cool. again. I think it's because the again, like you said before, before slavery mm-hmm. in other parts of the world, this was normal. Right, yeah. no big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's just here. It's just mm-hmm. American American culture. Some bad habits. How important do you think it is for the let's if it's a black and white relationship specifically because that's what we've all been in mm-hmm. for the white side to really embrace and get to know the culture of the other race. Yo, like. More now than ever have mm-hmm. I found it important. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, especially when children are involved. I and but prior prior to my husband, race, uh, spirituality, Christianity, politics has always been like right. That's like first thing out of my mouth out okay. the gate. And I realized just recently, and we've been married eight years, nine years, <laughs> and <laughs> some like that. <laughs> and I just realized I didn't lead with that in this relationship. Mm. And so as things have progressed, slowly things get unpacked. And I learn things that I probably would have learned much sooner if I would have led with my, my you know, typical, well, mm. what do you believe in? What's your family believe in? How mm. were you raised? Those kind of questions. Um, so I'm really, I'm, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Like we're, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. And, and my husband is definitely still yeah. learning as he uh, wakes up and understands more. Um, I, especially being the father to a half black kid, he's, he doesn't know what that's like. You know, he's Mm -hmm. not had to be raised in a black household. He's never been in a household with a black mom before. So it's all very new to him for sure. And so, and I, like I said, I'm still doing my work cause I'll catch myself. Well, white people don't know how to X, Y, Z. And he's like, Siri, (laughs) (laughs) you you can't. I'm like, but do you, did you have to learn how to do this when you were nine? Because I've been doing this since I was nine, you know? So it's, it's still, I think a lot of stuff is fresh for my husband because right. he's very much still learning a lot, a lot. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think um, it is huge. It's very important. I think mm-hmm. one thing I did notice like with my kids when I was married to their mom is she made an effort to learn how to cook my mom mm. and cook a certain way. She learned how to, you know, just be around my family and how mm-hmm. we just, just moved. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's not... Sometimes they go overboard. They try yeah. to do too much. <laughs> sure, sure, you know? sure. And I try to try to do everything. Y'all like hog moths, right? I'm like, no, we no, don't. We don't. Like, don't really like, like I'm good on <laughs> But she was very good at just watching my family and how we interacted and how we got along. And then as I was teaching the kids different things and, and part of our culture and being black and even teaching the kids about melanin and stuff like that, she just paid attention. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she would do her own research. I remember coming home one day <laughs> and she said, when my daughter said, Mom said, we're superheroes. <laughs> Like why? Because we absorb the sun and melanin and all this stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, okay. I love it. Yeah, I you kind of are. Yeah, you're, you're you're different. And so I I appreciated that about right. her. How she was just really just trying to watch me and my family, and then kind of come alongside and support that. Not mm-hmm. like I'm gonna do this big thing and like show you how much black I can learn and be. Right, right, um, right. So I think that's it's very important. And yeah, again, and there's no reason not to nowadays. There's sure. so much out there you can absorb and learn and and pick up. Um, if you're not, you just you just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's important when you're raising uh, specifically half black children to emphasize that the world will just see you as black? Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because even if they don't, other people do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And code switching is another topic that... Yes. <laughs> that Whole another podcast. <laughs> you know, yes. yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that comes up the ability to to be able to talk to anybody yeah. and, and make that work. I think my son's learning that now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you talk to them different than you talk to this person. Oh, you know, different dynamics. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Different community. Yeah. Man, code switching is real. Yo. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Especially in gigs and things like that. It's it's It can be overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. It's exhausting. It is. It is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It, is. it is definitely exhausting. Yeah, I, I've often told my kids, you know, uh, a drop of chocolate in a glass of milk is chocolate milk. Yep. Yep. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. It's the one drop rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also the thing that I I want to make clear to my husband too. Like, yes, the, our child will be half of you, but they are black in the eyes of society. Mm-hmm. And I need you to know what it means to raise a black child in this country right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it may not be the 1950s. It may be clearly easier, but there are still so many things that that child's going to have to go through. Even in California, where it's liberal. You know, uh, it's what, marriage was banned until like the 50s or something like that, or late 40s, (laughs) not that long ago. People act like it was 5,000 years ago. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. I'm like, my mom was a babe. (laughs) My parents are still living, went through all of that. Like, come on. Right. They really want to act. But then they also want to act like slavery was the only thing that happened. Correct. Correct. Like slavery ended it at that. It's like, yeah, but what about Jim Crow? What mm-hmm. about all this? Like, you're forgetting all mm-hmm. of these things. There's Again, so many th- yeah. another podcast, <laughs> mm-hmm. another topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so what advice would you give to people that are in interracial relationships and are having a difficult time just, you know, expressing themselves or having conversations with their partner or they're getting animosity from people from the outside? Suck it up. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah. Ask the hard questions. Yeah. Don't mess around because it's the entire society is affected by it. Every single relationship contributes to the narrative. Mm-hmm. So suck it up, mm. truthfully. Learn. Yeah. Learn. Okay. It's so important. I yeah. think um, that's, I was going to say the same thing. Like, if you really care about this person enough, um, just do the work. Mm-hmm. It's just, no, and there's no, there's no ways around it. And yeah, ask the questions, being, being around their family. I get a lot of, I know friends who have interracial relationships, so we just don't go to their house. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change anything. Like, they're still going to be there. The house is still there. The people are still there. Like, you, That's funny. you need to go. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What does that do? Like, I can't imagine going to sleep and just thinking, like, during, like, holidays or situations mm-hmm. where you know you should be at that other person's mm-hmm. house right. and you're mm-hmm. just not going to go. Yeah. Um, and, then, and, and then to be real, like, honestly, before you even get down that road with someone, look at, is this something I want to go through? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, is this really, like, because I know some cultures, like, Black and Mexican racially, it's not really a big deal. Right, you know? right. Um, but maybe black and Asian might be a hard thing for yes, you. Or, you yes. know, whatever. So really look at this. Is this something I need to, like, really want to go through? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I've never felt like any person that was worth my time wasn't worth more of my time. Right. Good advice. Mm-hmm. Well, before we go, Siri, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast and then the work that you do as oh, well? Oh, sure. Please. So my podcast is the Kind of Hippie, Kind of Hood podcast. Mm-hmm. And the name is pretty much uh, geared around the fact that I grew up in Iowa and uh, assumed to be not a very um, progressive or diverse community. But I grew up kind of thinking it was because my personal circle um I got to experience a lot of religions and different races. And so I thought, hey, you know, it is. And so when I moved to L.A. 100 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> my world was kind of flipped upside down because I 
I realized how much of a bubble I was in. Mm. And so um, in my experiences in LA, I wanted to be sure I had a platform to talk about all of the different things I've experienced as a black woman, um, as someone who does things that aren't traditionally black things. Um, agriculture and gardening is very important to me. And I think people often forget the one thing that everybody is connected to is feud and music. Mm -hmm. And so those are the two things that kind of fuel my life. And so I, I find it very important to say, hey, no, you guys, actually, we are connected. Here's why. These are the things that contribute to it. And so I spend my time gun flapping about that kind I of stuff. Love <laughs> yeah. And where can people find you? Everywhere. Um, social media at Siri Larice. And uh, my podcast is on Spotify, iTunes, Google, all of those places. You can find me everywhere. You can't awesome. get rid of me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you for you. having me. And guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share. And we will talk to you next week. Peace. Bye. Peace. And this episode of We Need to Talk is brought to you by Black Brew, the darkest, richest, boldest coffee anywhere.